Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to start a new book study, and I'm not going to say we'll go verse by verse through this book. We could, and we might, but if we do, we'll be here maybe till Jesus comes. Today we're going to start looking into the book of Genesis. I love this book, and one of my favorite books in the Bible, and it's the first book in the Bible, so it's a fitting place to study. In fact, if you can't if you can't uh, swallow Genesis, you're going to choke on the rest. And in fact, the very first phrase of Genesis, which we'll look at today, is so instrumental and so important, so imperative and essential uh, to the rest of the Bible that if you can't have faith in Genesis 1-1, you're going to struggle with the rest of the book. Now, if you've missed any of our prior Bible studies, those studies are always archived and made available to you via our podcast. Our podcast is titled Striving for Revival. It's found on every podcast platform, and you can always find these Bible studies there in case you miss us on the radio. Uh, it is a blessing. We're on several different AM, FM, shortwave stations, as well as internet radio stations uh, across the country and around the world. But also the podcast is a great tool that you can use as you study through the Bible with me. As always, you can get in touch with me by emailing jscoop33, jscoop33 at gmail.com. And those emails will come to me and I'll be able to see your prayer requests. Or if you'd like to schedule me for a revival meeting, you can do that via that email address as well. Now, in Genesis, we're beginning this book that was written by Moses under the direct inspiration of God. Genesis is rightly entitled The Book of Beginnings. Everything starts in the book of Genesis except for God. God did not begin in the beginning of Genesis. God has always existed. God will always exist. God is eternal and He's everlasting. But here in Genesis chapter 1, we find the origin of all that we know. You don't have to listen to some uh, some professor that's been educated into ignorance who thinks everything that is was a big mistake, ought not be here, but now it exists, and somehow it all just fell into perfect place, and all that we see now it is just because of accident or happenstance. But I believe this world was not created by some uh, big catastrophic chaotic mistake. I believe there's a God in heaven who sovereignly directs, works, orchestrates, and designs, and that God is the creator just like the Bible says. You say, well, I don't agree with that. Well, you can be wrong if you want to. Now, here in Genesis chapter 1, look at the Bible. In the beginning, God. Now, that's a great place to start. I've heard it said before, it doesn't matter how you start, it's about how you finish, but I don't think that's true. I think it matters how you start. A good start leads to a good finish lots of times, and then we find a good start. In the beginning, God. It all begins with Him. Not in the beginning, 
a big bang, not in the beginning a big boom, not in the beginning a big catastrophic event, not in the beginning worlds colliding, not in the beginning nothing, but in the beginning God. God is the force, if you will. God is the energy. God is the designer behind everything that's going to now be unveiled to us. He is working in the beginning. God steps out of the obscurity of eternity and begins to create. It said in the beginning, God created aided the heaven and the earth. There is that force. God is creating. God is moving. God is manipulating. God is constructing. And it said he is creating the heaven and the earth. You see, there's no big bang theory. There's just big God truth. It did not start with a big bang. It all started with a big God. B.R. Lakin used to say, here's what those bottleneck professors think with the PhD. Uh, they'd say, well, one of these days, a long time ago, before there ever was time, I was a particle of dust throating, floating rather than the expanse of eternity. All of a sudden, a lightning bolt flashed. You see, where'd the lightning come from? I don't know, and they don't either. But that lightning bolt flashed and struck me, that particle of dust. I fell from the atmosphere down into a pool of water. You say, where'd you get the pool of water? Well, I don't know, and the scientist doesn't know either. After a few billion years of floating as a particle of dust in water, I began to evolve. And I sprouted a tail and some fins and gills and began to swim through the water. You say, how'd that happen? I don't know, and they don't know either. A few more billion years passed, and I got tired of swimming. I treaded out my tail for legs, my fins for arms, and gills for lungs, and crawled out on the bank of the river. You say, well, how in the world did that happen? I don't know, and they don't know either. A few more million years passed, and all of a sudden, I sprouted a pretty long tail, got covered in fur, climbed up a tree, had a hankering for bananas, and became a monkey. Yeah, you say, how'd that happen? I don't know. They don't know either. Then a few million years passed after that, and then all of a sudden I became uh, a political figure. You say, what in the world? No, I don't believe that's the case. I believe the Bible's right. In the beginning, God created. Everything that is has been touched by the hand of God. All of it has God's fingerprint upon it. There's a divine creator of this creation. I tell you what evolution does. Evolution devalues. Evolve, devalue. It devalues life. It devalues the planet. It devalues things. It devalues you. Evolution is the enemy of faith in God. Verse 2 says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved. And that's a great phrase. The first mention we find of the Spirit of God, it says the Spirit of God is moving. That's His job. The Spirit of God conforms. The Spirit of God builds up. The Spirit of God uh, manipulates, if you will, uh, in a good fashion. He's moving upon the face of the waters. Now, the Bible says that at this moment, the earth is without form and void and is wrapped in darkness. But aren't you glad in this time where it looks like things aren't really fitting together and things are enveloped in darkness, we have the testimony that God was moving. The same thing's true in your life and in mine. Sometimes it feels dark. Sometimes it looks like things aren't really falling into place. But I'm glad that doesn't mean God's not working. I'm glad it doesn't mean God is not moving. We can still have faith to believe God is up to something whenever, whenever it seems like things aren't working out. God's still up to something when it seems like things are getting a little bit shady. God is up to something in the darkness of our life. And God is working in the darkness. And in verse 3 it says, God said, let there be light. And there was light. You see, how did light come into existence? God spoke it. God said, let there be light, and there was light. 
And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. I tell you what Genesis 1 ought to do for you and I, people of faith. It ought to help us rest tonight and get good sleep as we lay our head on our pillow knowing that God is in control, that God rules and reigns, that God is sovereign, and God knows what He's doing. And if God was big enough to create everything out of nothing, God is big enough to take care of me and meet my needs as well. And I'm glad that this God was in the beginning, but I'm glad He's still here today. I'm glad God hasn't died. I'm glad God hasn't aged. I'm glad God hasn't taken ill. I'm glad God is everything God has ever been. He was God then, and He's God right now. And the God that was working, and the God that was moving, and the God that was fashioning, and the God that was constructing, and the God uh, that was creating and designing and purposing and orchestrating is still doing the same things today. That God who is sculpting the mountains that we'll read about, stretching out the seas that we'll see here later in the text, is doing things in my life and in your life, whether we realize it or not, behind the scenes or out in front, God is working and moving and having His way in the affairs of man and in the details of our life. And we can have faith that God knows what He is doing. I don't understand today how many Christian people are spending thousands of dollars and going greatly into debt to go to some secular university or some public school to let some humanist, some atheist, some overeducated liberal teach the nonsense that we all got here by a mistake, that we all evolved and came from a monkey, and that everything that happened and is was just some happenstance, some whimsical bit of luck. I don't believe that at all. Christian, let's believe the Bible. In the beginning, God created. Well, that's Genesis 1. We'll continue in this chapter next Bible study. Until then, you can pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.